0: You need indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast.
1: I'm Alex Hurst joined by Andrew Bolland. On the phone, we're here to preview Leeds United versus Newcastle United, one of the biggest games in England this Saturday, Sunday. Um, Bolland? Is
2: it, is it still one of the biggest games?
1: Yes, is I, I, I think, think so.
2: Leeds have been rubbish for years.
1: Leeds have been rubbish for a long time. Maybe they still are. Who knows? First
2: time. First time they
1: sold out the ground gone in what are they, like eight years or something? I think, I think this. I mean, we've got a Leeds fan coming on the show in a bit. We'll ask him. I did a bit of research writing true faith match preview up on true faith now, probably. I've not checked, but it will be tonight. Um, it's the true faith match preview will probably be there. Oh, yeah, it will be on true faith at some point. I just don't know whether it's up now, now, but it's called it away wait now, our time, which makes it sound like we're broad as in our when time. we're recording. What time is it, what, what time is it in <laughs> um, so by the time you listen to this which is 9 o'clock on a Thursday onwards it should be there, but anyway I had a look, the last time they sold out was um, against, was it Chelsea or Arsenal, in the league in the league cup or the FA Cup, FA cup a few years ago um, the last time the sold out a league game bizarrely, was Gillingham in league one in like two thousand and two thousand and eight. 2008, so it's the highest crowd for eight years and I think the last time they sold out before that was Man United in 2004 so it's probably going to be the biggest league crowd in 12 years but going by Twitter it has got nothing to do with Newcastle you know nothing just coincidence that that. obviously it never it never is (laughs) it's like these um, these fans who come to St James's Park like these clubs like and not all Ipswich fans but I saw some Ipswich fans on social media saying like they normally take like to a five hundred to a Northern League game, and North for them is like anything north of friggin' Oxford, um, and like, they bring like the full three thousand two hundred to Newcastle. It's like nothing to do with you, though. Nothing to do with Newcastle. <laughs> all right. No, no. absolutely not. They wouldn't have had their phones out taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, well, I think I think it's a big game, bolland because the fact that it's on Telly on it in a prime spot on Sunday. Is, is one thing you don't know, often it's kind of been picked as the main championship game um, of, of the month, being the one thirty Sunday game, and just just the fact that it's, it's a bit old school. I mean, Newcastle fans of, of a certain age that makes that sounds bad as well. Sorry, <laughs> we're, we're late 20s, but I've never been to Ellen Road before, I've only ever seen Newcastle play Leeds when Leeds were r- rubbish, um, so it hasn't really you know enjoyed that kind of rivalry. rivalry. Lee Riders in the Chronicle of the Day saying it. Has the same intensity as a derby sounds like clickbait to me, but but what you know? That's I, absolute, absolute rubbish. <laughs>
2: absolute rubbish.
1: In in deference to that, I, I didn't click the link, so I don't know what he's actually said. You might have been stitched up by the headline writer there. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not the derby in Leeds. I mean, Bolland and I, I kind of we we'll may as well start talking about the game before we get our Leeds friend on the phone. Um, Le- this this is this is going to be controversial. Leeds' is record. Is is a bit false, like fair play. They've they've won at the one at Norwich last time out three two, but Norwich are all over the shop. But that's a that's a result to be to be um, you know celebrated. But at home they've only beaten sides in the bottom six, I think. So that's not that's that's not a great record. Being beaten by oh, Huddersfield and Birmingham at home, though not for a little while. So. I'll, I'll put it to you Pollens. Uh, is it is it a difficult game do you think? Like everyone's making out
2: uh, it's got the potential to be. I mean, I mean they've sold out their ground. It's quite a big ground. If the fans get behind them, the atmosphere should be pretty good. Uh and that could stir the team on a bit. Having said that though, we're so much better than everyone in the league. Like <laughs> I don't see why the league should be any should be any different reality like their players are nowhere near as good as ours. Um, if we score early, it'll just be the same story as every other game. Like, I don't see them them threatening us if that happens. Um, yeah, I don't, it's a tricky one. It really, it really just depends. <laughs> There's no answer for you. No that, that's there. what.
1: That's why people listen to this show for that kind of hot take. <laughs> it depends. <Yeah. laughs> um, but, you
2: know what I mean? Like, if we do if we do score early, early that's that will be game over. But I think the longer it drags on, as we've seen with uh, with, C- with Cardiff at home, Preston, uh, you know, teams tend to go into the games against us, so
1: be tri- go, it might be tricky. Go on, <laughs> I was wi- I was waiting for some analysis there, <laughs> but um, I was trying to think who else. It was uh, Robberham as well. Robber as the game went on, so sort of started to get out a little bit as well. well so. that, with with us, it seems that once we we'll get to the point where the, either the management or the players are like right we've won this we're basically like come on then <laughs> break us down um, we've only conceded three away goals all season all from crosses Fulham corner uh, Vile corner <laughs> assist by Matt Sells and and um, Preston cross into the box uh, from a set piece from a throw as well own goal um, which I called at the time actually from the other end I was like that was it I don't know if you remember I was like it's a definite own goal so I was like no Beckford scored I was like it's it's a known goal, I uh, can see from here. But I think that we. It, it's a hard one because. Right, our away form is unbelievable. Well, well, well hang on. Our, our form is unbelievable. Eight wins in a row. <laughs> like, only, yeah. only failed to take wins from three games this season. Um, but it's almost like the away form, um, QPR aside, has been. Or the, the results have been better than the performances and at home, the performances have been better than the results, if that makes sense? Uh, it doesn't, but I know what you mean. <laughs> um, well, it must have made some sense, Bolland. if you've got there. Um, so, I, I don't know, I suppose, like, yeah, we weren't at QBR, I've only missed, only missed Villa and QPR this season, but we weren't at QBR, uh, which was an absolute annihilation, we've, be, we've been everywhere else, and you think of Rotherham, ground out that one, you think of uh, Preston, ground out that, we're pissed, Derby, that was too easy. Um who else? Bristol would ground that out. Who else have we beaten away from home? I'm sorry, just, just stick
2: anyone in
1: the league. you if I played, have played the next probably beaten them away. <laughs> probably. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a game you you've got your Derby and QPR. Should you use some sort of um you know, option like the internet or something to try and research this? <laughs> Rather than just endlessly going who did who did we play? Did we play them? Um but it's all—it's almost like we It's the defensive solidity of the team that has prospered away from home, compared to the attacking flair which we've seen at home in in flashes. Which you know, your um, even your Cardiff's yeah, um, Ipswich, Brentford. It was like right, we'll score, done, um, and then then we'll keep the ball a lot. Whereas away from home, we've been we've been content to let the opposition have have the ball, not dominate the game, um. You know, or dominate parts, but let the opposition really try and break this down, hit them on the counter attack. Um, And and I don't know if this is going to be the same. I mean, it'd be interesting to speak to this lad who's coming on soon. um, Because. We've
2: mentioned they're on quite a decent run as well, so they've probably got
1: their tails open. One defeat in six? And that defeat was just Steve McLaren's derby. Yeah,
2: everyone gets gets themselves up to Newcastle as well, (laughs) we've mentioned.
1: Don't 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 say that. We're we're a small club. Apparently. no
2: one comes to our games parachute
1: payments you're just parachute payments Um.
2: I remember in the 70s when you only got 6,000
1: <laughs> yeah I think uh, someone made a great point on Twitter the other day it was probably Mark Corby Nufc 1980-94 when all these people are like in the 80s you only got 12,000 actually it was 1992 <laughs> so no not only is the one statistic which you can pull out from like Hundred years of history, you've got one game to point to, you can't even get the right decade. Um, <laughs> but that's one for you lot listening. If anyone tries to pull that out, um, but on Leeds, uh, because of the championship and because you get to see so little football or, or highlights, I, I don't know how the play or the Swansea reincarnated um, very much so, considering how shit Swansea are at the moment. Oh, I wasn't supposed to swear. <laughs> Never mind. We'll cut this for the radio show, um, and or, or, or they're just dead direct. I mean, we'll find out by asking this uh, this lead fan who's going to come on. But there there isn't really a style of play this season which I've, I've fought against Newcastle apart from the high press. But well, I mean, we're going to come on to it now. Apart, but the high press doesn't work when Gale plays for us. Like, I've only seen um, Preston in the away game and uh, Cardiff in the second half when they thought we'll have a go at this. It only works if Mitrovic is playing because teams aren't willing to push up to halfway and leave their, their centre backs one on one against White Gale. So um, I don't really think we will have a, a massive weakness, is um, that you know in terms of oh we don't like playing these types of teams. But you know moving on to that bond, Mitrovic or Gale, I know I know you are team. I mean you're you're basically one step away from um, you know f- like making designs and flags of Mitrovic and <laughs> background rotators <world laughs> such as your love for the Serbian. Not, not quite accurate, but uh, it's a tricky one because obviously Mitrovic has scored again midweek hasn't he? Um, has he? I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, he scored against Wales.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, he scored against Wales. I thought you said midweek, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so it, he's in quite a good vein of form for Mitrovic Like I don't remember the time when he scored in
1: three goals, three goals, three games consecutively. Three <laughs> games now, four games. That's because he never scores. Like, but go on. Yeah, well, he's well he's
2: finally sort of trying to find some form, so it would seem harsh to leave him out. Having said that, what you just said about teams when we play Dwight like Gale, Birdswell, um, Birdswell for Bird the restarts, uh, and obviously he's still the top scorer in the championship, so it's equally harsh to leave him out.
1: Um, I, I want to say he's the top scorer in the country. Would that sound reasonable? Because no one in the Premier League scored more, and and it doesn't really matter (laughs) what anyone's done in the in the league. So I'll go with that. I'll stick with top top scorer in the country. Top
2: scorer. Yeah. All right. You can have it. Um. so yeah, I'll go with um leaning more towards Gale, although I think it's very cruel on Mitrovic uh, given his primary decided he can score goals.
1: (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Very. uh very mature of your Poland. <laughs> Considering, <it>, consider <laughs> w- w- when we were at Preston, I was, I was, I was pe- politely celebrating the goal to turn around to you and like celebrating in me face, <laughs> like I was some sort of Sunderland fan, because <laughs> I at the rich two-footed one in. You reluctantly singing the Metro song was one of
2: the highlights of my year. <laughs> I don't really want to do it, but everybody else is so.
1: The other the other away game, which we won, which I missed, was Barnsley two 0 and we ground that one out as well. It was very comfortable second half, but again, it it, it kind of supports my point from earlier that it was hardly like the free flowing football and um, clinical you know attacks that we've seen in in the home games. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Dwight Gale starts. I think um, go back to previous international breaks. It's it's quite apparent that he he tends to stick with the players who. Who have done? You know, who have been there at the training ground during the international break. I think I remember the big one was, um, like, hey Isaac Hayden before the first international break was unbelievable. It was playing really well. Rafa was talking to the media about how well he'd done, and he played callback, which no one, I think, we would say, we didn't see coming. But callback and Gale and players like that have been at the training ground, um, you know, working on the drills, working every day with Rafa. So I, I think there's also a chance, considering Yedlin has been across the world, that we might see Anita play right back. What do you think? And do you, would you be would you be happy with that? Um,
2: so that it would sort of make sense, given quite a hefty trip for Yedlin. But it's disappointing as well, because if he doesn't start, because Yedlin's been reading this, got, he's got five assists at least now, Yeah, which you just, you're just not going to get for Anita. <laughs> um, but given You know I think there's a pretty good chance That the lead will really collapse uh, You can't Argue with Any of those um,
1: Sort of What's the word I'm looking for Stability at the back Yeah We'll,
2: we'll go with stability um, And he's He's not let anyone down When he's played So I don't think Massive issue But obviously If Yedlin Feels like he can play Then I think Then he has to play Yedlin
1: Yeah yeah, I think I think we'll probably see Gruff He's been about. He'll play on the left. You imagine Matt Ritchie will come back in from suspension on the right. Uh, again, callback's been around the training ground. Shelby, um, his hearings of it being postponed, so we'll get a Shelby callback too. And then Diarmé or per- maybe Perez. I think diarme has been away on international duty, so um, there's a chance. We'll s- there's a chance we'll see Perez behind the, the, the front man. And obviously, Perez played the last game. I think with this kind of away game and the fact that. Um, it's again. It'll be, it might be quite a physical game. I think Diarmi. will get the nod behind him, um, and we'll see Kieran Clark, La Cells, and Dala. So. so,
2: I think we might see be confident about callback. I think we might see Hayden
1: play. You reckon? Um, yeah, I think so. I think you just.
2: I mean we'll be. will be looking for us to be really, really, solid. And I think I just got a funny feeling about callback. If I'm honest, like, this type of game, I think I actually think these will come come out of the yeah, but I'm
1: not ca- sure callbacks won the last like nine games he started or something stupid or, or possibly more <laughs> well yeah
2: I'm going to uh, I'm going to say Hayden starts. You know, Hayden starts. You, 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 you.
1: you heard it here you heard it here on True Faith Podcast after the break the we're going to cu- sorry
2: the big match the big match news Isaac Hayden
1: starts. okay right thanks for that uh, yeah after this we'll be back with Ollie a Leeds fan So we're joined by Ollie on the line a uh, fan of Leeds United uh, who also runs a Twitter account at Everything Leeds Oli thanks very much for joining us are you at the game this um, Sunday or will you be watching it on time I am at the
3: game
1: yeah. Do you know, are you a season ticket holder or is it just kind of what games you, you can get tickets for uh, Sorry can you
3: say that again please
1: Are you a season ticket holder
3: <laughs> No I'm not no, I'm a gold member
1: Ok so how's it going so far is this um, is, Gar- is Gary Monk the man to take Leeds back to the promised land I think
3: the man, yeah. Um, it, it it didn't start off too well for us this season, but I feel the players are starting to buy in to his philosophy and um, the way he's playing. You know, it's we're starting to come together now. Made a few good signings. Um, yeah, it's really coming together a lot, a lot stable now. Stability. We've been after that for a few years and finally got it. And I, I genuinely, I genuinely feel it could be, this could be the year we do it.
1: So what, what? What? I mean, you'll have to excuse us because in the Championship you don't get to see that many highlights of, of games yeah. apart from goals. Um, is this as Monk turned Leeds into a Swansea Mark two, where you play a lot of possession football, uh, or or, or is he kind of adapted to the division? Um,
3: I think it depends on the team, really. Um, I mean, take for example when we played Burton at home a few weeks ago, we. We we were definitely like a Swansea, you know, at home the home games we like to take it to the team, you know, get a lot of possession. But I definitely see a Swansea in us, you know, good good wingers, very good passes in the midfield. Uh, like to boss the game, especially at home against. Well, I think it it depends really because I just think he's he's very good at assessing the opposition and he'll set us up how we want to play. So, for example, this weekend, um, I think we'll be a little bit more cautious. But uh, obviously, with the quality that you've got, but um, yeah, I definitely
1: see a bit of Swansea in us, and yeah, hopefully, we can follow follow what they've done. Yeah, and you, you mentioned stability there and, and the slow start that that Leeds had. What what represents success for Leeds this season? I mean, you've said that you think um, Monk can take you back up. Yeah. Would would you be happy with with consolidation? And you know, I think you finished bottom half last season. So do you think? yeah oh
3: yeah, fifteenth past couple of years, yeah. So would, have it, have would been? Yeah, sorry. I
1: was gonna say, would top ten represent success, or do you think now, nah, with the the trans you've got in the position you're in, that you've got to be looking for playoffs minimum?
3: I think um, at the start of the season when we brought in the new manager, yeah, I would have taken halfway just above top ten. Um, but now, now we're in the position in the football we're playing, I don't see why. I think there's got to be playoffs we think we've really got to aim high I'd be disappointed if we were to finish um, any lower than eighth maybe this year I genuinely feel that the team are coming together there's a real good team spirit and I think yeah playoffs has got to be the aim for us this season
1: I mean you're in, a, you're in a bit of a tough run of form. like us you're in the League Cup quarter final yeah. but, but unlike us <laughs> you've got to not that Holloway is going to be easy but I'd, I'd have certainly yeah. taken Holloway over over Liverpool, okay. but I mean, you play Rotherham, which I take it's a bit of a local derby after us, and then you've got yeah, um, it's been a bit of a bogey
3: fixture for us though, so it's right, a
2: tough game that,
1: for and us. then and then you've got Villa and Brighton, too of the promotion favourites. So, do you think mm-hmm. this is the part of the season where, if you come out of this in a in in the same position, you've got a real chance, or, or do you think well, you're playing probably the top two or three teams in the league? Anything anything you get a bonus. Um.
3: Yeah, I think if we come out of this with good results, then people will start taking us seriously. But this will be, this will be a very tough period for us. Um, it'll, you know, it will. De- I think it will determine how we do because we've got a very young squad, which worries me a little bit in terms of experience, especially going through the Christmas period. As you know, really busy, hectic. You know, there's games, games, games all the time. Um, so we'll see how we go. But if we come out with good points, I mean. A draw somewhere like away at Brighton, be very happy with that. Uh, Villa, we'll be playing Villa twice in the space of a month, so you know a point away at Villa and beat them at home. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with that, but it's it's tough. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, we'll see.
1: Great, and then um, <coughs> I mean Jack talked Jack told on Twitter earlier. What is it about what what has happened at Leeds United for the club? To have been outside the Premier League for what twelve seasons now, or something like. Or? Uh yeah, I think
3: it's two thousand three.
1: Yeah, so like basically from the outside, what's gone so wrong? Um.
3: Well, the ownership of a club has been difficult for us uh, financially. We've struggled to compete with uh, some of the bigger teams with the money and the division, just because. We were in when we first come down We had to sell A lot of the best pack Had to sell the, the stadium The training ground Etc um, So we've struggled in that department And there's, it's really hard to put your finger on um, Just not much quality Has been brought through you know, but We've been very reliant on the academy sort of Bringing up good players But you know, then we just sell them on So almost turned into a selling club which you know it's difficult, and with Chilino coming in, you know he's just hiring and firing, and now you know, Chilino's actually taking a back seat in things and letting Gary Monk get on with his with what he's got to do. You know he's got his regime in place, and it's, things are starting to tick over, and we're we're getting that So yeah, we're getting that
1: Chamin. So I mean, and uh, moving on to the match this this weekend. What would you? What do you? A would you be? Would you be happy with a draw? Um, and B what, what do you actually think the score will be?
3: I would be happy with a draw yeah um, but obviously as we're at home I think we're, I'm beaten in about 8 games at home now so there's no reason you know why we can't hopefully get a result there but yeah a draw will be a good result yeah, yeah. Who, are
1: the,
2: who are the players that we should watch out for on Sunday Who's the, who are Leeds best players?
3: Um, uh, definitely Pontus Janssen Centre back, he is—he's an exceptional player. I mean, I, I know Newcastle have got their centre backs, whatever, but I believe Pontus Janssen is the best defender in that league from from what I've seen so far. But he's—he's he's definitely up there. Uh, Hadi Sacco, right winger, very good player. Pablo Hernandez, attacking midfielder. They're the three uh, standout players. I for us. Yeah, and so in the news this week, that we've been linked to Charlie Taylor, the left back. Which, yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you make of him? Is he any good? Or is he quality player? Yeah, really consistent, week in, week out, uh, eight out of ten, every single week. Um, he'd be a big miss if um, if we were to lose him. Yeah.
1: Good, good stuff. Right. And uh do you have another question? No, no. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll crack on then. So. Why, why do you think this game um, has picked up the buzz it has for, from the, the Leeds fans? Because looking at your attendances for a little while, it's, it's rare that you, you touch 30,000. Newcastle, we, we were expecting another big allocation, like five 6,000 tickets, being yeah. basically sparked a huge scramble for tickets <laughs> amongst Newcastle yeah. fans. Uh, there's only two, yeah. The allocation is only 2,500. Yeah, um, and that's
3: the stand it is. There's, it's only like one... It's only like one stand yeah. and the rest,
1: it, yeah. Um, but what, why do you, I mean, obviously, Leeds, like you said, Leeds have been doing well. Um. It's on TV, which I thought would have hit the attendance. You, you're yeah. charging rip-off ticket prices if I say so oh, myself. Yeah, tell me about it, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what do you, what, why do you think that, like, do you think it's just the the, the opposition or the, or, or the manager we've got and, and what you're doing? It just seems like this, this fix just caught the imagination of, of Leeds yeah. fans. Would you agree? Well,
3: I... I think it's a mixture um, obviously we're playing very well at the minute and yeah it is because I'm not going to lie it is because of you lot yeah. um, it's the biggest team that we've had down Leeds in a long long time and I think it's got a lot of sentimental value especially to the older fans because it was quite a big quite a big clash yeah. back in the day yeah um, definitely so I think I think that's the main reason It's, it's imp- I think it's quite impressive to be honest to sell out on a Sunday you know and it's on telly you know I think so.
1: Particularly
3: a 30-year quid ticket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's rip-off prices, but but yeah, the Leeds that we always turn out. You know, even when we're not doing well, still get still get decent crowds. I mean, we've got to bear in mind we the past few years we really haven't been great, and the ownership's just not good. Things haven't been good, but the fans still churn out in good numbers. I know mean, Leeds get a lot of stick for maybe not filling the home ground. But yeah, this I think it's starting to starting
1: to turn now. I mean, f- from my point of view, and I'll, I'll ask you the same question. Then um, you know, I, I we're we're in our, our late twenties now, and we we perhaps haven't experienced um, Leeds United as a, as a major force in English football. But you look at a lot of the clubs in the Premier League, and, and uh, this is where normally people would say no disrespect, but I mean absolute disrespect to the little clubs like Bournemouth. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at clubs like Wigan, who've, who've competed in the Premier League for a long time, rather than Leeds, um, yeah. even Swansea can't fill a twenty thousand seat stadium. If Leeds, yeah. if Leeds were united, much like Newcastle, were a well run, um, organized outfit, you'd think that there'd be a you know there'd be one of England English football's um, you know fixtures in the top flight. Um, so that that's coming yeah. from a Newcastle fan. Um, I, I don't have any yeah. particular affection for Leeds. I, I can't stand Gary Monk. Um, nothing, nothing to do with what he's done with Leeds. I, I don't, I don't know what, he, what he's been like at Leeds, but um, it's time with Swansea. Manager, Swansea manager was just—he was the most arrogant. Um, what do you think? Oh my God, he played, he played, in, he played Newcastle. Played a few, a few years ago when Podger was really struggling and withdrew two, two at Swansea. Now, yeah. uh, you, Ollie, you've probably heard your fair share of um, media interviews and post-match um, interviews with with managers. Yeah. I've never yeah. ever ever heard a manager, whether it be Ferguson, whether it be Mourinho, Ancelotti, all these guys, Benitez, who've won loads of games really easily. None of them ever say it was so easy. At times, it was embarrassing, and that's what I Gary Monk said about it. And it's not just Newcastle. Um, Mark Hughes accused him of being arrogant. Louis van Gaal accused him of being arrogant. Another thing was a bit of. To and throw there and when he comes across you know if he's on goals on Sunday or something while he's been out of work he comes across well but he's just got that British young manager disease much like Alex Neil he, he, he at yeah. Swansea he was never able to accept any responsibility it was always the manager it was always someone else's fault it was always we were the better team even if they clearly weren't it was always like I don't know I, I just got the feeling that he was yeah. so far up himself that by yeah. the end, he, you know, because people were quite surprised when he was sacked by Swansea. They didn't, you yeah. know, the the first sign of a bad run. They got rid of him, um, and if you look now, they've had to change managers again. So it probably wasn't a good decision. And I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but I think his arrogance, allegedly, at Swansea and what I what I've read, um, accelerated that downfall.
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting you make that point actually about him shifting the blame because. Um, earlier on this season, he made a few questionable substitutions, which arguably cost us the game. And he came out in the interviews and and the press conferences after that and never sort of apologised for that. And I always said, just, I wish you would just take responsibility for that. I thought I'd, it's quite interesting you make that point because a few, a lot of us Leeds fans picked up on that too and were quite upset that he wasn't willing to take responsibility. But perhaps that comes with. You know, perhaps his inexperience as a manager, but he, i, th- I think—he comes across really professional. He—he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's got a plan in place which he sticks to, and you can—you tell, you can tell that. Um, but I—I I just think he's—he's he's perfect for what we're trying to do, and I think because last year we had we had Steve Evans and charge. <laughs> don't get me wrong, we we we, <laughs> we all love Steve Evans, but <laughs> if we were to go up into the Premier League. He he's not a Premier League manager, but when you look at Gary Monk, you know I just feel he's got that. I don't know, he's got that something about him that he obviously we know he can manage in the Premier League, and I just think he's perfect for us. I think yeah. it was a massive,
1: massive eye raiser, um, eyebrow raiser for for a lot of the football world when he went to Leeds. Everyone was kind of shocked, particularly yeah. you know this this job for Monk is is a really important job. You know he, yeah. he had a he did he did a good job at Swansea, even I can admit that. He did a good job. They got rid of him a bit quickly for whatever reason. And then your next job is almost your most important one. A lot of managers oh, kind of yeah. fall out of the game. So he must have seen something in Leeds, whether it be the yeah. playing squad, whether he had for some reason he thought he would get along with the with owner, but he must have seen something in you or whether it was the fact he was just a sleeping giant, much like Benitez has yeah. yeah. seen in us. Well, there's um, a lot
3: of potential there. <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, Ollie, I think I don't know if there, unless there's anything we've missed. Uh, you know, thank you very much for for coming on the yeah, show. And, um, thanks for having me. Best of luck for the rest of the season after Sunday.
3: And you. yeah.
1: <laughs> so many thanks there, to Ollie. We're we going to try and have uh, opposition uh, football fan on before every weekend game. Blackburn next. If anyone knows any decent Blackburn fans who want to come on, please point them in our direction. Always looking for opposition fans to have partner with before the games. It's funny, Bollon, isn't it? Because um, we never did this last year because it just got dead annoying that we kept losing. Like, we didn't want to speak to people about the game in which they were going to beat us. Yeah, it wasn't as fun, was it? It, wasn't, it was not as fun because we can kind of say to fans now, like, yeah, you you enjoy your se- you enjoy your season, we'll be 30 points ahead of you um, yeah. by January. Well then, you cast the United news, bond, um, John Joe Shelby is going to play at Leeds because is well, what's happened? What's happened? What, have you not been paying attention? Well, I know, I know he had the cut. I know he's, he's pleaded not guilty, but, he's, but he's, he's, uh, he's pleaded not guilty to his charge. Uh, I don't know what the charge is exactly. Like like insulting an opponent using racially aggravated language. Yeah, it's really. It's just so unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs>
2: like. He's definitely our best player. And the only player in the team that we can't really like directly replace. Well,
1: I mean, Darlow! Sorry, Darlow probably considering um, the replacement. Big, Although, old,
2: big, big Rob's back in training, much to your delight, I'm
1: sure. Oh yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so it's a shame, and it's it's such a stupid thing to do. He has, and I hope. Like obviously, it'll be a massive, massive risk. You'll probably end up with about a five-game suspension if he's done it and he's found guilty. But I, I am almost leaning more towards the side where I'd, I'd, I'd leave him out for longer. Like, if he's been virtually abusing someone, it's just it's just not on at all. And I think Rafa needs to make an example of him if he's done it. I know that'd be, like, he's obviously a class player, but like Newcastle players generally throughout history, when things are going well, have a habit of doing really stupid stuff and getting away with it. And I think
1: well, Rafa right. should be cool. really, really
2: hanging out to try
1: these games. Hang kids? on, go on.
2: <laughs> cool. well, because if you look back, like Kieran Dyer, Lee Bowyer, Craig Bellamy, like these players, when they cast too well, they probably love the fact that, you know, they can go out in the town and everyone's buying them drinks and it just inflates, inflates their ego and managers then, and Robson was guilty of this, of not punishing them enough. And if Shelby's gone and done something like as stupid as racially abused someone,
0: and he deserves to be hung out to dry at as far as I'm concerned he's a great
1: player but it's just not acceptable well this is why I didn't want to comment on it (laughs) because it's I don't want to I don't want to go if he's he's done nothing wrong then it's obviously harsh to even talk about it and I would disagree with you I think whatever you have to accept the fine that the you know if the FA came out and give him a 10 game fine I wouldn't complain but so and you'd accept it if they gave him a 3 a 3 game fine I wouldn't, fine, uh, ban. I wouldn't complain but, either. Yeah, it's to keep in as well, so Rafa, we can all
2: agree. Rafa's rebuilt the club and he's starting to build up some credibility and the fans starting to come back. The club's acting much better. If one of our players has gone and done something like this, then we need to keep in mind of this, like, new sort of positive way and if he's been racially abusing someone, the club needs to take action against him as well. I
1: think I'm sure they would. I'm like, sure that if you got a five-game ban and the evidence was 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 that clear, but remember he's he's saying he hasn't done it, and, and you have to respect that. We don't know any of the details, but he's saying not guilty. Um, so anyone, like it's hard. I dunno if if he's saying that, and unless we're, we're we're explicitly told the circumstances of any guilty verdict and what exactly happened and the reasons for it, I don't want to go too hard on him. And I certainly. Uh, this is football, I certainly wouldn't um unless someone had committed a crime, which would be different, but I certainly wouldn't um be banning him any longer than necessary. And this is a player who um really struggles with confidence, um, who Rafa Benitez has worked very hard on to make him into the player that he is in the championship and to to ban him more than, than necessary I think would be would be totally counterproductive for the team. Uh it's it, like I say, it's a hard one. On, on on the flip side of that, uh, you know, you've got you've now, you've also got Rolando Barrans, who, I mean, do you think that's it for him? I think did he sign a new five year contract this 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 year? Yeah, the start of the
2: season he signed a new deal.
1: So I don't think it's the end of his Newcastle career, but I mean, Tim Krull's has taken twelve months to come back, more than twelve months from that injury, um, and Tim Krull doesn't rely on pace. Yeah. So it's it's
2: des-
1: uh, it's desperately unfortunate.
2: We've all seen what he can do, and with the African Cup of Nations coming up, and obviously, well, I, I'm saying obviously, I'm, I'm sure Ghana have qualified. Atu will probably be away for that, yeah, which would have provided him with like a real opportunity again to kick start his new castle career. And the poor lad's birthday was only the day before as well, so it's not much of a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, spot on, Bolland, <laughs> you nailed it there. <laughs>
2: it's just a shame isn't it like I think like everyone will agree like there's definitely potential to be in my opinion a top player going forwards it's just and to get the type of injury he has as well like this isn't another you know like, I think he's broken his foot and had a couple of muscle injuries and then to do his knee like he has it's just it couldn't have gone any worse for
1: him really could <laughs> it no no it couldn't have not. and and we talked in the pre-season podcast and um that, this could be a great season for him, um, and it just. It was well, Ben's, Ben's
2: biggest crack of the season, wasn't it? Rolando Darwin doesn't
1: say more. I <laughs> what would what I struggle to think what Ben's uh, Ben's um, opinion of the lad is now, but yeah, Rolando Darwin get well soon. Um, not that you listen to this, but um, <laughs> you know we we'll, we'll wish you all the he best. Might. Well, by the way, the, like if anyone. On the Thursday or Friday before the Leeds game, which is on a Sunday, bizarrely has a spare ticket going and wants to help out some strangers. <laughs> give us a shout because we're still one short um, for, of our Leeds uh, podcast allocation. Um, not willing to pay over the odds at all, obviously. Um, but yeah, give us a shout. Um, people shouldn't be selling. People shouldn't be selling them over the odds. No, they shouldn't. I would never pay over the odds. Either. I don't. I don't care about the game. um no, nor would I sell them over the odds. Uh, I think. We're all, are we all going to hole? Is everyone? Mickey's not coming, is he? Yeah, everyone but Mickey. Everyone but Mickey. So that should be good. Um, the the beam back <laughs> the Beanback. That Mickey's going to the beam back Like 6,000 tickets told or sold or something like that. How come you can make it to the Beanback? You can't to <laughs> I think it's because we're all staying over. I don't know. If he did a po- if he did a podcast like once a month, we could ask him. But he he doesn't. He's he's got better things to do than than it speaks to the likes of you, the listener. Um, the the next we've kind of entered this part of the season where it's like the the real championship, where like we've kind of won the phony war, absolutely smashed the last eight games. We're in the quarterfinal of the cup, and between now and Christmas, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games
2: counting, counting with the
1: True Faith podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, yeah. So we we'll have eight. We we'll have eight games in the next six weeks uh, or five weeks even. Um, that's that's a lot of games, um, and you know, it's like we're we're, we're going to be here uh, after every single one. We'll have a post match podcast after every single one. We will be at every single game, although we're on telly, telly a little bit uh, now over the next few weeks. Um, we'll have a preview pod out every Thursday uh, we might even do a, a special podcast over Christmas we'll we'll see what the diary's like I think the gap between uh, Burton away and Chef Wed at Home is about 9 days so we'll probably do a podcast then uh, follow us at the usual places <laughs> another live stream quiz sorry well, just sorry about that whole thing uh, thanks to the people that played um yeah I think that's it Balland. we're looking forward to the match on Sunday we will have a podcast with you out about 4 o'clock Sunday 5 o'clock Sunday on the way back I'll, I'll be driving back from Leeds hopefully having secured this extra ticket that we need um, and that's it Boland. thanks for your time no thanks for listening